0: So I would like to welcome you into another episode of A-Train Sports Talk Podcast and tonight I'm actually going to in my football preview wrap up the AAC. It's been a long time coming but there are some other stories that took place over the weekend that I felt the need to report on or shed light on and there's one story I know that Probably won't end no time soon, so as more details come about, and we're talking about the Pac-12 and the coalition of players that have decided to come up with their list of demands, we will be following that story and see how things turn out, so we'll keep an eye on that one, but tonight we're going to conclude, not really conclude our College football preview, but we will conclude the AAC. We will take a look at Tulsa, Tulane, East Carolina, and South Florida in that order. It is a Monday night, August the 3rd. I'm here in Wichita, Kansas, and it is 68 degrees. It is nice and cool outside. So, we're going to take a look at the Tulsa Golden Hurricanes. As a matter of fact, I'm rocking a TU hat right now as we speak. Nice looking hat. Looks nice on me. I make, or I make the hat look nice. Or we make each other look nice. Either way, it goes. We're talking Tulsa Golden Hurricanes and their projected finish in the conference will be the 8th spot and they're coached by Philip Montgomery who's in his 6th year with a career record at Tulsa of 25 and 37 so to me that seemed like he might be on the hot seat he's also the offensive coordinator And his defensive coordinator is Joseph Gillespie, who is in his second year. Uh, Their 2020 schedule, projected schedule, because you have to keep in mind we're under a pandemic and a lot of things are shifting. We know that a few of the Power Five conferences have decided to go with conference games only, and it's just a matter of time. For those Power Five conferences have decided this is the way we're going. And it's just a matter of time that we're going to see some other changes in some other conferences. Uh, we'll probably look at the Big 12, if not tonight, tomorrow. Because they had an announcement coming down today, too. So, But the projected schedule for the Tulsa Golden Hurricanes, starting on September the 5th against Toledo, then on the 12th at Oklahoma State, a game in which they lost last year, 40-21. to September 19th, Northwestern State. Then on the 26th at Arkansas State. Then on the 3rd, conference play begins October the 3rd at UCF. One of the teams in the conference vying for upper position. Then they have Cincinnati, so they start out with a brutal conference schedule first, UCF. Then at home against Cincinnati, Then that game is on October 17th. Then on the 23rd, they got South Florida at South Florida. Then on the 30th, East Carolina comes to Tulsa. Then on November 7th at Navy. Then they have two home games back, back on November the 14th against SMU and on the 21st against Tulane. And they will close out on the road at Houston on the 28th. Looking at Tulsa, Tulsa coach Philip Montgomery will finally see a familiar face at quarterback in back-to-back seasons this fall, something that hasn't happened since the 2016 campaign, Zach Smith, a 3,000 yard passer and former Baylor QB, is back to lead the Golden Hurricane attack and will be accompanied by 1,000 yard rusher Shamari Brooks and 1,000 yard receiver Keelon Stokes. Offense will be the driving force for Montgomery's sixth Tulsa team. Smith averaged 273.2 yards. Passing per game and totaled 19 touchdowns in his first season at TU in 2019 Stokes was his primary target catching 62 passes for 1,040 yards and six touchdowns others to watch in the receiving core include Sam Crawford jr. 59 catches for 777 yards Josh Johnson 495 yards and Juan Carlos Santana 233 yards. Brooks is expected to be an all-conference candidate this season. The senior rushed for 1,046 yards last year and had six touchdowns. Fellow senior Corey Taylor II will also get carries and provide a solid one-two punch behind an offensive line that returns four of five starters. Overall, Tulsa returns nine starters to the offense. The Golden Hurricane defense show steady improvement in 2019 but only four starters returned from a unit that will be led by junior linebacker Zab Collins the team's top returning tackler 97 tackles nose guard jackson player is a force on the team's three-man front in the secondary christian williams 57 tackles is back at nickel and Ollie green the fourth. 45 tackles, returns a cornerback. Tulsa hopes to get a boost from the return of junior corner Akaleb Evans, who has 14 career starts, but missed most of last season with injuries. Next up, Tulane. Coach Willie Fritz, fifth year. 23 and 27 at Tulane. His career record is 177 and 96. Offensive coordinator Willie Hall, second year. Defensive coordinator Jack Curtis, fifth year. Their projected schedule is as follows September 3rd, Southeastern Louisiana. September 12th, at Northwestern. On the 19th, Navy. On the 26th at Mississippi State. October the 8th at Houston. October 17th, SMU home game. October the 24th at UCF. October the 31st, Temple comes to town. November the 7th at East Carolina. November 14th, Army West Point comes to town. November 21st at Tulsa, and they close out. On the 28th, with Memphis coming to town. Their record last year was 76. They beat Southern Mississippi, thirty-three. 13 in the Armed Forces Bowl. Looking at Tulane, Willie Fritz injected a positive and winning attitude at Tulane. The fifth-year coach has led the Green Wave to back-to-back bowl wins for the first time in the 126 years and only the eighth winning season in the past 38 campaigns. The bar is set high, and Fritz wants expectations to be exceeded. We're not where we want to be right now, he says. We want to go from being good 76 to being great. Consistency throughout the schedule will be important for the Green Wave, who won five of six games to start. 2019 regular season and lost 5 of 6 to end it before capturing a win over Southern Miss in the Armed Forces Bowl. The quarterback position will be closely watched in preseason after the graduation of Do Everything Justin McMillan, who last year passed 2,444 yards and rushed for 745. The battle to replace him will be decided among Keon Howard, Michael Pratt, and Josh Coltrane. Howard may have the edge after seeing action in four games last year and starting nine times at at Southern Miss before transferring to Tulane. The running game is expected to be prominent again and the Green Wave drew a big boost when Corey Dufin, 575 rushing yards, 7 TDs, was awarded a 6 year of eligibility. He averaged eight yards a carry in 2019. The receiver spot will be helped by the addition of Oklahoma grad transfer Mikhail Jones, who had 33 career catches for 495 yards with a touchdown as a sooner. The defense is anchored by senior free safety Chase Kirshen, who made a team-high 76 tackles last season. Linebacker Patrick Johnson had eight and a half tackles for loss, including a team best four sacks. Junior Larry Brooks gives the Green Waves a strong pair at safety after leading the team for interceptions last year. So there you have Tulsa and Tulane. Now we will move on to East Carolina. They're coached by Mike Houston. In his second year with the four and eight record, has a career record of eighty-four and thirty-three. His offensive coordinator is Donnie Kirkpatrick, second year, defensive coordinator Blake Harrell, first year. Their projected schedule starts looks like this August 29th against Marshall. September twelfth at South Carolina. September nineteenth, Norfolk State. September 24th, UCF. October 3rd, at Georgia State. October 10th, at South Florida. October 17th, Navy. October 30th, at Tulsa. November 7th, Tulane. November 12th, at Cincinnati. November 21st, at Temple. Closing out November 28th against SMU at home. Their 2019 record was. Four and eight. Looking at East Carolina now. Rebuilding hasn't been easy for East Carolina. Five consecutive losing seasons, including a four and eight campaign under first-year coach Mike Houston in 2019, can leave a sour taste. It won't choke Houston's goal for improvement. The program is in better shape than than what he inherited, but the coach understands there is still room for improvement. Junior quarterback Holton Aulers will run the offense. He ranked ninth nationally in total offense last year after averaging 312.2 yards per game. He threw for 3,387 yards and 21 touchdowns. His top targets will be wide receiver C.J. Johnson, 54 catches for 908 yards, Tyler Snead, 66 and 759, and Blake Proehl, 54 and 670. Darius Pennix Jr. is the top returning running back. He rushed for 289 yards and four touchdowns after playing only four games due to injuries. The Pirates will look to improve their ground game after ending 2019 with only 12 rushing touchdowns, including six by Allers. The Pirates are looking for vast improvement on the defensive side. They were among the nation's worst teams in total offense, ranking 119th out of 130 schools and allowed at least 41 points in six games last season. Enter new defensive coordinator Blake Harrell, who coached with Houston at the Citadel and helped lead D2 Lenora Ryan to a national championship game. Harrell was most successful, was most recently at Kennesaw State, which finished ranked third in FCS total defense last season, allowing just 278.7 yards per game. The top three tacklers return for the Pirates, linebacker Xavier Smith, 81, safety Devondre Robinson, 71, and linebacker Gerard Stringer, 63. Robinson also tied for the team lead with three interceptions. So there you have it on East Carolina. And we will conclude now with South Florida head coach in his first year, Jeff Scott. His offense coordinator, Charlie Wise Jr. And his defensive coordinator, Glenn Spencer. Their projected schedule looks as follows. September the 5th at Texas. September 12th, Bethune-Cookman, September 19th, Nevada, September 26th at Florida Atlantic, October 3rd at Cincinnati, October 10th, East Carolina, October 17th at Temple, October 23rd, Tulsa, November 7th at Memphis, November 14th at Houston, November 21st, Navy, and they close out November 27th against UCF at home their 2019 record was four and eight looking now at South Florida projected finish in the conference 11th place last Jeff Scott is ready for his shot to lead an FBS program the AAC's youngest head coach at 39 he helped he played a big role in Clemson's recent run of success as co-offensive coordinator there before taking at South Florida. His energy combined with a rejuvenated roster filled with experience could help the Bulls turn things around this season after losing 14 of their past 18 games. Charlie Wise Jr. has been tabbed the program's offensive coordinator. He'll inherit a group that doesn't have a skilled player returning with 400 rushing yards or 300 receiving yards. He'll have an experienced quarterback in Jordan McLeod, 1,429 passing yards and 12 TDs in 2019, as well as promising wide receivers with Randall St. Felix, 22 catches, 2 TDs, and Bryce Miller, 21 catches, 4 TDs. Sophomore Keller, Kelly Joiner will get a look at running back, while McLeod's dual-threat capability gives the Bulls another Proven ground gainer. Weiss and Scott will try to pump up a team that averaged ten point three points over its last over its final four games in twenty nineteen. Veteran coach Glenn Spencer will take over a defense that should feature a talented and experienced secondary. Cornerback KJ Sales was a second team All AAC choice last year. The transfer from North Carolina. Had 42 tackles and led the team in pass breakups six and interceptions three. The starter at the other corner spot, Mike Hampton, will team up again with sales and returning safeties Nick Roberts, Bentley Sanders, and Vincent Davis. Linebacker Antonio Greer had fifty-eight tackles last season of last season. Up front, Blake Green and Rashawn Yates provide leadership and playmaking experience so there you have the conclusion of the football preview featuring the aac up on tomorrow i will come back and i will start looking at the atlantic coast conference My disclaimer, however, is if some other news pops up, which I'm pretty sure it will, I'll make sure I get that out to you. But in the meantime, take a break, come back, and we'll have something else to talk about. So stay tuned. I'll be back after a word from my sponsor. Okay, I am back with you. And, uh. We have some scores to pass along uh, 42.9 seconds in the fourth quarter Lakers up on the Jazz 114 104 the Raptors which was led by Fred VanVleet today beat the Miami Heat 107 to 73 Fred VanVleet went off for a career-high 36 points Denver Nuggets took care of the Thunder, 121-113 in overtime. The Indiana Pacers handled the Washington Wizards, 111-100. The Pelicans bounced back and knocked off the Memphis Grizzlies, 109-99. And in a game that featured hardly any defense, 76ers knocked off the San Antonio Spurs 132 to 130 and there's your scores when I come back we will have some sound clips from today's game so stay tuned
1: Ockham. Norman Powell coming baseline for a right hand flush. Pretty finish. If you're on NBA TV, welcome inside for what should be a great day of NBA basketball. First of six games on the restart schedule today. That's a triple for Toronto. And Van Vliet, two of the league leaders in that area in terms of logging this. Larry expends a lot of energy on the defensive end, comes up with a deflection. Powell lobs the Ockham, finishes. Terrence Davis, Toronto's rookie, is in. Ball thrown behind Ibaka. Draggets right on top of it. Racing with Powell. And scoring use the rim as protection to get the points off turnovers from IM. I think Coach Spo recognizes this is critical. He's down 10 right now. He's got to do something to jumpstart the offense. Oh, Van Vliet carrying Toronto right now, ducking inside, scoring, and drawing a foul. Shot clock under five. Van Vliet, four, three. Look out. Fred Van Vliet with 34 points. But three triples against the Lakers on Saturday. Seven for 12. Bench with 50 points. And a huge advantage over the Raptors bench. Siakam buries a three. 20 points for Pascal Siakam. That's his fourth triple of the game. That was Miami's 43rd attempt from three today. They've made 13 of them second half. Another dunk for Ibaka. Two scores in a row for their seven-footer off the bench. And not enough time left for uh, Miami. Travich all the way through. Puts it up. It's a two-point game. We rely on the three-point shooting of Duncan Robinson. He was on the bench. Uh, A very ineffective day for the Heat starting guards. So the Raptors hold off Miami and defeat the Heat 107 to 103.
0: And that was highlights from Miami Heat versus Toronto Raptors. So I want to pose this question. Who is your pick to win the NBA championship? Who's your dark horse? Now, I know a lot of people are saying, Out of the West is going to be one of the LA teams. If you let some people tell it, it's going to be one of the LA teams versus the Milwaukee Bucks. I believe people have forgotten, though, that you still have a defending championship team. And I think they may have some say in it. I'm going to roll the dice. I'm going to go with the Toronto Raptors will be playing for the NBA championship. Mm-hmm. That's my pick. I believe it will be Toronto versus the LA Clippers. And yes, it just came down the wire that the Lakers did clinch the top seed in the West. But I think once the Clippers get their act together and get their rotation and their chemistry down, they are the team that have the deep bench. They have the... They basically have that roster that can cause fits. So, I mean... They have some key components. You look at even like a Landry Schammett. And I would say anybody that improves on that team is from the Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard factor. A lot of some people knew about Fred Van VanVleet, but it wasn't really until last year. It's like that was Fred Van VanVleet's coming out. But he was also recipient of the Quai Leonard factor because a lot of the attention would go to Quai Leonard which opened up a lot of things for Fred Van VanVleet. Fred Van VanVleet took advantage of his opportunity and if there's one thing I want y'all to remember is this right here. When Toronto won the championship last year and the questions were is this going to be Quai's first and only year when they asked Fred that question, his words were, Hey, there's no hard feelings. It's a business decision. He says, If he goes on elsewhere, he says, We'll just have to whip his ass. Those were the words of Fred Van Vleet. And I believe Toronto is on the mission because they probably, you won't hear them say it, but there's probably a sense or feeling of a little bit of disrespect because. They are the the defending champions, and until you beat the champions, they are still the champions. And I believe they're playing with the chip on their shoulder. So I'm going to go on record, and I think it would be a classic epic battle. Toronto versus the L.A. Clippers in the NBA Finals. So you heard it from me. Those are my thoughts. Until tomorrow, take care of yourself and each other, and may God bless you. This is A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. I'm yours truly, Anthony Smith. It's always a pleasure to be here before you. Hope you enjoy this podcast. Thanks for tuning in.